Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm Stu Iffin, sitting opposite me always, the handsome man himself, Blake Harrison. How are you today? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm a bit tired, but other than that, I'm all good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. You been dancing? I, I actually have. Surprisingly, we were told the dances were done. We'd finished with it. I can talk about it now. They've announced it. Yeah. Um, oh, right, yeah. wicked. All right, so it's called I Hate Susie, um, which is a show on Sky last year with Billy Piper. And uh, basically, the story, if you haven't, the first series is basically like her character having a breakdown. She's an actress that has a breakdown, basically. And um, in this second uh series her character goes on like a a kind of wannabe strictly come dancing type show but mm-hmm. it's way weirder <laughs> and cooler as well i think that the strictly come dancing and i'm uh i i don't know if i can tell you any like huge amount about my character but i'm one of the contestants on the show so right. i have to do dancing like my character is one of the contestants that's dancing so i've had to learn a bunch of routines as you know and do all that and we thought it was done we we're like oh we've done all the dancing now oh, that's great and then like a week later we got a message being like yeah we've realized that it's probably good for us to do some pickups that are dancing and stuff so we're going to do that tomorrow and we're like oh for fuck's sake <laughs> now we've got to get the dancing done again and do more of that but but it's been good but just i don't know what's going on it's these fucking bright mornings what's happening like i feel like i need to put up like blackout blinds up in my house to just stop the sun coming through the windows and like waking me up super early. Have you got that? Uh, no, you um, don't seem like you've got that problem. Well, yeah, I mean, it does. We have got good curtains that uh, that seem to eliminate a lot of that. I find if I'm in bed and and it's bright and I want to go to sleep, I find shutting your eyes really helps. Yeah, but you've got those kind of like old man thick baggy eyelids. <laughs> so like light doesn't get worse. So I've got like young man thin, you know, delicate eyelids. They're really heavy. Every yeah. time I blink, I hear like in my own head. <laughs> it's like the shutters coming down on a shop whenever you blink. <laughs> oh, do you know what though? It's so fucking true. Like the more, every now and again I'll stop and I'll have like, a little kind of bit of time out and look at my own face in the mirror and have, have a little kind of uh, stock check. And, oh, it's never a fucking happy experience, I tell you. Like, 
the greyer it's getting, the beard's getting grey, the eyes are just like... And I had a, um, uh, what do you call it, a sty on my eye like a couple of weeks ago, so that made it look even more droopy than it already was. Yeah, my face is systematically like falling off my own head. It's... Uh, yeah, it's not it's not a good look. Uh, I had, um, I've, I've got to look at it all this time as well. Sorry, man. Do you want me to turn yeah. the camera off? Yeah, if you could, like, that'd be great. I had a very bizarre experience uh, this Saturday. Go on. So um, we've decided that we're going to um, uh, uh, look at in, investing in um, a, a, another property to, to sort of buy it to let or whatever. And I've got no knowledge of anything about this sort of stuff. Like I've never. Never really looked at buying another property. Never had the money to buy another property. Um, but just got a little bit of money in the business. And it's like, well, it's doing nothing there. So could we do something with it? Because I ain't got a pension or anything like that. So it's like, right, I need to kind of start to think about these things, seeing as my, my, my eyelids are getting so 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 tired and heavy. <laughs> you need um, some surgery on those eyelids. <laughs> I do, mate. Um, but uh, so we went to this uh, seminar in London uh, or, or I don't know what you call it. Well, I'll tell you what you call it: a hard fucking sales pitch. That's what you call it, mate. I I'm a cynical man as it is, right? I have never. I I can't believe these things still go on. Like it was like I walked into this huge hotel in London, um, and the whole floor of this hotel. There's about 150 people there that all paid to a, a very. I think about 20 quid to go to this like three-day event, right? £20 a day, right? So I was explaining to my missus that that's very, very cheap. Uh, they're going to be selling something there to basically make that time worth their weight. And uh, and I don't think I was being, you know, Inspector Clouseau being smart on that. It was obviously going to be a catch to it. I literally spend all day Saturday in the equivalent of like, being sold a timeshare and uh it was ridiculous like they had different speakers coming up and they were saying things like right now if you sign up to our other seminar you can change your life now do you want to work for other people for the rest of your life do you and everyone was going (laughs) no right (laughs) sign up now if you, I'm going to break down what I'm going to offer you, and they break it down on these big boards, like on these big screens with like big like words like winner, like uh, change your life in massive bold letters, right? And I'm sitting there just thinking, this is basically a sitcom, and like, but I felt like I was the only one in that room that was thinking that this this course, what I'm going to offer you today should be valued at £16,000. I'm going to do you a favour today. And I was thinking, oh, oh, are you? Amazing. Let me just tell you something. When I was in the army, there was a there was a ladder. I had to go to the top of that ladder. I had a lot of young lads underneath me working for me. And let me tell you, did I ever get them to go up that ladder? No. Do you know how you lead? There's three ways. By example, by example, and by example, I am going to lead you today by... And now when you think... I was waiting for the Snow Patrol music to come in in the background, right? <laughs> it was insane, right? And so this thing, it was like the shopping channel. He, he, chink, he chips off bits of money. Uh, and then I think he sold this course for about three and a half grand. I've only got six places. People were getting up and like running 
to sign up. To like, do you reckon they were marks? They were like they were papered in. Hundred percent, there was some. Hundred percent, because I got collared by one in a lunch break, uh, and she was going to me like that. She'd done these courses, and I was thinking, well, why are you here today at the pitch? Like, and she was telling me how amazing how they've changed her life, and I was thinking she's a plant. Oh and, uh, god. But considering he only had six places available, I saw about 20 people sign up. Um, it was insane, Blake. And uh, I, it was like I sat in a room watching the shopping channel like being filmed, like like QVC or something like that, or whatever it's called. It was nuts. And I was just watching people. Like, it was like a religious cult. It was absolutely insane. Anyway, I was looking forward to coming home that night and watching the UFC. My Virgin Media box broke. I phoned up Virgin Media because it played up last week. I phoned up Virgin Media <laughs> and I went, um, oh, hi. Um, this is after about 40 minutes of call waiting and, and different options. Uh, oh, hello. Um, I think my Virgin box is really old and tired. I don't think it's working. Um, it, I was just watching something and the, and the screen went blank, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I said, and I've done all the things that the, the website's told me to do and uh, and it's not working. And the guy went to me. Yeah, uh, I've just had a look online. Yeah, your box seems fine. Uh, I can tell you what the problem is. You're watching it on the wrong channel. And I went, sorry, are you are you telling me that you're you're trying to tell me that I'm on the wrong HDMI input? Yeah. I went, I did check that before I called you, mate. And knowing you think I've been 40 minutes here, I'm getting quite stressed. Uh, and you've just told me that. And I went... It's not. It's fine. Trust me. Like everything else on my television works fine. I said, I just think I need a new box. This box isn't working. Right. Okay. Um, right. Who's your television manufacturer? Oh, <laughs> I, went, no. I went Bush and he went, you need to contact them because there's something wrong with your television. I was like, dude, there's nothing wrong with my fucking TV. It works fine. Uh, and he went, and he'd done this thing and the box started working, right? And I was like, that's weird. I didn't change the channel. And uh, and then, yeah, then it's broken again. So I do need a new box. There's nothing wrong with my television. But what it means is I didn't get to see uh, the Holly Home fight. So should we start with that? Let's Sorry, start. I've, yeah. I've just ranted about you my weekend. You have ranted about it. You, sometimes we all need a safe place to vent, you know, oh, thanks, that, and that's it. And so, you know, this is this is it. This is a safe place for anyone. Get in touch. If mm. you need to vent, you know, just, just get in yeah. touch. Come on the show. Imagine if Absolutely. we just started having people on the show for the first, like, 10 minutes of every show. So, God, my mother-in-law, <laughs> fucking hell. Steve from Rotherham, what's, what's, what's going on, mate? What's, what's the problem? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, the kids never get up for school. Oh. Uh, um, brilliant. All right, cool. Well, let's get on to MMA. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. So, yeah, home Vieira. So... Firstly, do you know what? I want to start with something a bit more upbeat after all that uh, fucking downbeat fucking pyramid scheme you went to or whatever it was. Oh, it's um, exactly what it was. So we'll get on to home of Vieira. Michelle Pereira. Right. I mean, he's one of my favourite fighters. I do slightly mm-hmm. miss all of his crazy backflips, jumping off the cage yeah. and all that stuff. But he's still in really exciting fights. Like, was it was it Nico Price? Is it? And now... Yep. Um, Ponzinibbio and people are like he who's the guy that like pushed him at the weight I can't remember his name I want to like a veggie, but slapped him uh, 
He like pushed him, and then yeah, and then Pereira was like slapping him around the cage, and like no, he he slapped him in the stair down, and that's why yeah. he slapped him, kept slapping him in the yeah. Uh, yeah, so Pereira got slapped, didn't he, in the stare down. And then in the fight, yeah. Pereira kept like opening his hand up and looking at his hands like, oh, it's coming for you. And then we just slap him up in the cage. <laughs> I love Pereira. He's an absolute legend. He's now got a number next to his name as well because Ponzinibbio, who he beat, in a great fight, another great... Again, he's not running around and spinning and jumping off cages and all that kind of stuff, which I sort of miss. But, but I he's guess still he's fighting a great... harder opposition, uh, much harder opposition now, isn't he, where he's got to be maybe yeah. a little more measured. I don't even think it's that. I think he just realised quite quickly, I can't carry on fighting like that because he cuts a lot of weight. He's very muscular and athletic. And I think that if that it's, it's just uh, he can't go for three rounds doing that kind of shit. You just can't do it. Um, but he's still an exciting fighter to watch. Ponzinibbio, always an exciting fighter to watch as well. Um, they put on a really good fight. I think the result was correct. I think Pereira won maybe two rounds to one. I wonder if Ponzinibbio was getting that third round a little bit more. But uh, but he hits hard, Michel Pereira. He's so... I think he's quite big for the weight class. Hits really hard. Is unbelievably athletic. And now he's got a number next to his name. He called out Masvidal, which you go, oh, mate, you're not going to get in. Masvidal's a star, blah, blah, blah. But then there's this whole thing. He said that Masvidal mm. sent him... His wife, sorry, Masvidal sent Pereira's wife like the prayer hands emoji or something like that. And Michelle Pereira seemed to make it out to be like, why is he in my wife's DMs doing this stuff? I want to know. So I want to confront him about it and fight him and blah, blah, blah. And then Masvidal today or yesterday, whenever it was, has absolutely rinsed him because he found the uh, the thing and put up a screen grab it and was like, mate, your wife was in my DMs first. <laughs> and so, oh. She's in his DMs. Like basically saying like, you got this, go Masvidal type thing, blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, so that makes him look a little bit of a lemon or maybe he just didn't know. I'm not sure. But um, Oh, I would not want to be in the Pereira household. I bet no. that's a frosty atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, unless he knew all along and he's just aiming to get the Mas- create beef to get the Masvidal fight because he knows that's that's big money and probably a fight he could win. Um, mm. But he's 14th now. I think there's loads of fights above him that could be good. Um, I'd like to keep him well away from the Sean Brady's and Neil Magny's of the world just because I think their style's just going to stifle Pereira and we want to see him in fun fights. And I'm a mm-hmm. big Pereira fan, so there'll be people out there going, you can't do that, you can't pick and choose. And I'm like, it's my show, I'll do what I want. Uh, <laughs> 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 i do what I want, mate. <laughs> I'm picking and choosing. I'd like to see him fight like like a Jeff Neal or a Masvidal or a Stephen Thompson. Oh, God, Vincente, can you imagine him fighting Vincente Luque? That you know would what? be I'm, I'm... incredible. I'm still caught up on Wonderboy. That would be great. Yeah, any of that stuff would be great. I mean, I just want to see him fight strikers and just have a really mm. good time. That's all I want to see from Michelle Pereira. So that's what I'm interested in. Well done to him. As I say, I'm a big Pereira fan, so I will be slightly biased because I just love yeah. the way that he fights. But um, but yeah, but that's seen... kind of all I've really got to say about that one. I've seen there's been a few people that have, have questioned the the the, the decision um but um I, I think more people that i've seen have questioned the 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 the, the judging and the result of of the, the the headline fight so so talk me through that because like oh. i say I've, I've not seen it because my yeah. uh my, apparently my telly's broke 
I mean, I wouldn't necessarily go back and watch it. It's not an overly exciting fight. I mean, it's fine. It's got some moments, but it's not necessarily something you'd necessarily re- want to rewatch. Um, yeah, I think I scored it for Holly Holm, and I think most people seem to. But I wouldn't call it a robbery. So a lot of people, there's so much to unpack with this one in terms of people hating on the judges, people calling out for open scoring, people calling it a robbery. It's not a robbery. It was ultimately two rounds to two going into the fifth. So then it's just like maybe down to who wins the fifth round. Sorry, let me rephrase that. It wasn't two rounds to two, actually, going into the fifth on the judges' scorecards. But on a lot of people's scorecards, it was two rounds to two. But a lot of the rounds were very, very close. You can make arguments for a lot of the rounds going either way. The way that all of the judges scored it, and I think I would echo this as well, all the judges and most people, I think, scored it round one for Holly Holm, round two for Vieira, I'll skip round three because that's the one that's a bit of the swing round. So round one for home, two for Vieira, four for Vieira, five for home. And round three is the swing round. One judge scored that round for Holly home. Two judges scored that round for Ketlin Vieira. I scored round three for Holly home. I think um, there wasn't a huge discrepancy in the striking. I think maybe Holly home landed more. I didn't think there was a huge damage discrepancy or anything like that. Holly Holm sort of controlled the fight. It's very difficult when you get these fights where you're like, the striking is its hard to see where anyone had a huge advantage over the other one. So then you yeah. think, well, now do I start going to control? But just because there's not a huge advantage doesn't mean there's not a minor advantage and it should be based on the striking and the damage. So as someone that's never done a judging course or anything like that or never refed an MMA fight, I f- find that sort of difficult at times. And I think it's okay for us all to go, do you know what? I've never done a judging course. I don't really know. That should be okay to say. But instead, the way the MMA Twitter and all that works is, this is a robbery. I scored it like this. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, calm down. You don't know more than the judges. You haven't done the courses they've done. And I know a lot of people complain about the judges. I think more often than not, when we break down what our problems are, I think it's actually with the criteria. I think a lot of people will complain that the judges got the f- the result of the fight wrong based on what they think is correct. The judges are getting it right more often than not based on the criteria. So our problem's not usually with the judges getting it wrong. The problem is usually we don't agree with the criteria. We don't agree that a fight should be scored in the manner that it is scored. That's the problem. And that's what I think people have got to get their heads around. Rather than slagging off the judges all the time and moaning at them, I think they should go, let's look at the criteria. And based on the criteria, more often than not, not always, there are some robberies and there are some problems, but more often than not, the judges are sort of along the right lines. And the problem with this fight, I think, and I rewatched round three because I knew that was a swing round, so I rewatched round three. Home, in my opinion, is winning that round Right up until about 30 seconds to go. Now, I still scored that round for home. But here's what I think from some sides of the cage. Because, again, these judges, they're not watching it with replays. They're not watching it with all the camera angles. They're not watching it with Paul Felder or Daniel Cormier in their ear, in their ear when a shot comes in going, oh, my God, she's hurt, and all that kind of stuff or whatever. 
they don't have all of that. They've got just that one angle to see the fight from. And in round three, with about 30 or so seconds to go, Caitlin Vieira lands a right hand on Holly Holm that I think did very minimal damage. But Holly Holm being the kind of fighter that she is, is kind of bouncing around. And I know this sounds stupid, but I've heard other people talk about this before. Sometimes, this you're going to laugh, your hair in a fight can make it seem like you've taken more damage than you actually have. And she's got this like bun on the top of her head. And the way she bounces back from taking that punch, it almost looked like she was on slightly wobbly legs and her hair's going all over the place. And it makes you go, oh God, did that strike have a bit more of an impact? I don't think it did. But if you're looking at it from a side of the cage where one of the judges are, you might go, oh, that looked like quite a big shot. She seemed to be rocked there. And then there's another shot later on in the clinch where Vieira lands a right hand. And again, that's where Paul Felder was shouting, oh my God, she's hurt. And I was looking at her, I was yeah. like, no, she's not. She, she's absolutely fine, mate. She's not hurt at yeah. all. But there's those situations where you go, oh, has a judge seen it from a certain angle and gone, ah, that did have a big impact. And that was the most, if you thought that that had a big impact and you thought that she'd moved back on slightly wobbly legs rather than just kind of bouncing away Holly Holm style, then that strike is enough to win you the round because that's what gave the most damage if you're looking at it from a certain angle. Now, again, for me, I didn't think it did, so I scored it for Holly Holm. But I can understand, particularly re-watching it, how judges could score it for Ketlin Vieira. So it's not a robbery. It's not a robbery. Every scorecard was actually incredibly consistent, except for round three. Now, let's move on to like open scoring. Open scoring, people are saying, there should be open scoring. Absolutely open scoring. Ariel Hawani is really big on open scoring. Now... I would give open scoring a go. I don't really see any huge negatives with it, but whatever, I, I, I'd, I'd give it a go just to see. But I definitely don't think it's some kind of magical potion that will cure all of the issues people have with, with judging. Um, and I think this fight is actually a terrible example of why you would give open scoring. Because I look at that fight and I go... Nothing would really have changed. Would Holly Holly Holm won round five? Holly Holm won round five. So had she known, oh, I'm three rounds to one down, would she really have done a huge amount more? I mean, she won the round. Would she, the way Holly Holm fights, she's not someone that like necessarily plants her feet, bites down on her mouthpiece and is just swinging with reckless abandon. That's not what she does. Um, so I don't really see how open scoring would massively have impacted this particular fight and helped anyone in this particular fight. Now, a fight that I think is a far better example of um, where open scoring could have helped someone out was that awful Rose Namajunez Carla Esparza fight. Yeah. Because as far as Pat Barry seemed to be concerned, the way he was talking to Rose and maybe Trevor Whitman as well, is that Rose was in complete domination of that fight and that just was not the case so if they had open scoring and they were looking up scoreboards and go fuck i thought we won that round and now we're going into the fifth round and it's 2-2 or we're going into the fourth and we're 2-1 down then i can imagine a pat barry saying rose you got to pick this up look we're down i know we think we're winning but we are down on the scorecards you need to do more that makes sense as a, as an example of why open scoring might benefit some yeah. fighters but i definitely don't think it would have impacted last night's fight massively and 
I definitely don't think it's going to be some kind of amazing cure-all. I think that what people need to get their heads around is the judging criteria. And then there needs to be a conversation about, do we agree with the judging criteria? Do we agree that one big straight right in the first 30 seconds of the round can win you the round, even though you've then been taken down and lying on your back for four and a half minutes? Yeah. Is that right? Maybe that is right. Maybe that is the way we should do it. Because otherwise, if you take that away, you might get people just lying on people and winning rounds. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. And I think one thing I would say about just, you know, our social media generation in general, it's okay to say you don't know. You don't have to have an overtly strong opinion about things that you're not trained in and you're not an expert in. We give our... Go on. I've been chatting for I do think stuff. a lot of people that 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 fire off on on social media a lot of the time, and I've probably been guilty of it a few times as well. If your favourite fighter's on the wrong end of it, you know, you, you you can't help but the passion and love for that fighter. If it's a very close fight and and it goes the opposite way, I, I think you're more inclined to go, "Oh fuck them judges, that was fucking bullshit." Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I think I think at that point. You're not going to go, do you know what? I don't really understand scoring. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the judges because you, 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 I guess you're feeling, you're feeling deflated or you're feeling disappointed or whatever that, that, that you, your fight has lost. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, I would, well, I would just say on, on that note, um, not just who your favorite fighter might be, but who have you got money on? I think mean, yeah, it's a we, very good we, point. We don't do it on this show. We, uh, you know, not big fans of the whole gambling thing and, no. and stuff like that. So that's that's not something that we're interested in. But um, that's such a good point. I you think if you if you've got money on fighters and you think they've won based on mm. your own criteria in your head, that is not yeah. the official judging criteria. Yeah. And then, uh, according to the official judging criteria, your fighter has lost. You've got a tenner on, or whatever it might be, yeah. and you could have won hundred quid or whatever. You're going to be pissed off, uh, and you're going to spout that on Twitter, and it's going to be aggressive and nasty because nothing makes people more emotional than than losing money. I guess in a lot of ways. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Anyway, absolutely. M- moving on. What did you want to talk about? Um, just one other fight on that card, which um, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, have you watched the Chase Hooper fight? I haven't watched that one yet. I watched the main card. Right, I'm just saying there's, there's, there seems to be a lot of hype around um, uh, Chase, and and yeah, I see that he got a he got a finish um, in the third round, uh, and I did see the the, the, the finish online and. Uh, yeah, I just I just didn't know what 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 the rest of the fight was like. But if you've not seen it, then uh... he got a, he. I know he got a performance bonus, and I know it was meant to be a very good fight. And Chase Hooper's kind mm. of a bit, had a bit of an up and down career, but at one point he might have been like one of the youngest fighters, if not the youngest fighter on the UFC roster. The one thing I do love about Chase Hooper is he does do stuff for UFC Fight Pass. He does stuff like that, and he worked he um he has that great great like thing that's always used on Instagram where he's interviewing George Masvidal, uh, or Jorge Masvidal, and um, he uh, he's, like, oh, talking to him and saying yeah. that, like, 
oh, Ben Askren's my dad and all this stuff because he's got like the <laughs> yeah. curly hair and, and Masvidal believes him and he's like, oh my God, is that his dad? <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> Sorry, I need him into the Shadow Realm. Um, and that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, no, so I haven't actually probably seen that fight yet. I think I saw the finish, but yeah, Chase Hooper... I I just don't know where he's going to be. Very young, loads of time to grow and uh, and and evolve as a fighter, and he's got experience at the highest level. And um, yeah, we just have to see where that one goes with 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 Chase and what he uh, what happens. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. With him next. Um, do we want to move on to the week prior? Yeah, I want to talk um, about Blahovic uh, Rakic, which uh, I, I was really enjoying that fight. Um, I thought it was, uh, it, it was, it was, it was, it was going to sort of turn into something a bit special. I was hoping, um, and then obviously third round, um, oh my God, there's, I'm quite comfortable seeing somebody get spanked on the chin and fall over. But when you see the inside of somebody's body popped and you see it on the outside of their body, that's not something I'm into, man. Mm. And and whatever that was in his knee that blew, when you see that kind of just bulge, oh, man, I'm not into stuff like that. It's horrid. And for some reason, they just kept showing it over and over and over. And I was like, all right, mate, you made your point. And, yeah, like, terrible uh, end to a fight. I don't think anybody wanted to see that. I'm sure um, Blahovic was not the way that he wanted to get that that win. Um, how much 
that's going to be, you know, uh, uh, affect the rest of Rakic's career. I don't know how long you are, you know, how long you're out with an injury like that. It, it I mean, you know, it looked fucking horrible. Um, but yeah, I thought it was warming up to a nice fight. I thought Rakic was looking great as well. Um, what was your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I thought it was looking like it could be a, a good fight. I can, I'm, now, I'm now trying to remember how I scored it. I think it was maybe 1-1 at that point. I can't really remember if I'm honest. But Rakic, I thought, was looking very, very good. Um, I suppose the important thing now is what's next. I mean, Glover Teixeira was tweeting Jan saying, if I beat Yuri Prohoshka in, in June then we can run our fight back. Are you? Is that something you're interested in, watching that fight get run back so quickly? Um, not necessarily. Like if, you know, if somebody said they're doing Blahovic, you know, Glover 2, I wouldn't be thinking, oh, yes. Um, but what else is there for Blahovic? Surely he's, he's in a good position to... to, to you know, to take that fight, but, and obviously he's going to want to take that with, with you know, with, with both hands because, you know, it's a, a fight he could potentially, you know, he's going to want to avenge that loss and it's a fight, I think, you know, he has got the potential to win, you know, if, if the right Blahovic turns up on that day, you know, I think he's got every chance of uh, of getting the strap, but I don't know, who, who do you want to see uh, fight for that belt? Who do you think should be fighting ahead of him? I don't know, it's, it's, it's a real tricky one, I think, light heavyweight, I mean, Firstly, I think if Yuri Prohashka wins, I'd be more inclined to want to see Jan Blahovic fight for the belt. I do love Jan as as a as a fighter. He seems like a really great guy. Um, I think Yuri Prohashka versus Jan Blahovic in kind of Central Eastern Europe could be an absolutely incredible fight. Like if they made that in the Czech Republic or if they made that in Poland. What a fight that would be! That could be mm. something special, I think, for um, for European MMA. Um, I think, I think. I mean, look, I'm biased on this. I love Paul Craig. Paul Craig really. I think he's on a four fight win streak, but he had that really contentious draw with Shogun Hua the first time in Brazil, where you're like, "There's no way that's a draw." He won that fight. So he could really be on a six-fight win streak now if it wasn't for that draw kind of messing things up. Um, Who's Paul fighting, though? He's got... Um, Uzdemir, he's fighting Vulcan Uzdemir. So he, if he wins the Uzdemir fight, he's on a five-fight win streak, which, again, in brackets, in my head, seven-fight win streak. Um, but then you've got Magomed Ankalaev fighting Anthony Smith Ooh, very soon yeah. as well. So, and again, if Ankalaev wins that, Paul Craig's got a win over Ankalaev. He's got the win over him. Um, if if Anthony Smith wins that, I'd really love to see Anthony Smith fight Paul Craig. Um, so I don't know. There's a few permutations. Who's fighting there. Glover? <laughs> well, Yuri's fighting Glover, isn't he? Yeah, and yeah, then, of course. But like, do you do you think he'll do you think he'll it, take that? If Glover wins, then his next fight will probably be the winner of Anthony Smith versus Magomed Ankalaev. I think that's yeah. probably what will happen. Particularly if it's Anthony Smith. Oh no, actually no, because Anthony Smith lost to Glover recently, didn't he? And quite dominantly. And do you give God. that fight to Ankalaev if if um if Craig beats Ustamir? Because Craig's got the win over Ankalaev. I don't know. And also, Craig's got loads of brilliant, f- quick finishes recently, which the UFC yeah. love. Ankalaev had that fight with Dosan with um oh uh, Santos, which which Santos is? I'm getting all my Santos. Tiago, uh, yes, Tiago Santos. Thank you. 
Um, uh, Ankalaev had such a snoozy, boring fight with Santos recently. I know he got yeah. the win, but that was so boring. So, again, yeah, I don't know. If Yuri wins, I think maybe Blahovic does step straight in there. If Glover wins, he's got a win over Smith. He's got a win over Blahovic. Do you throw in Magomed Ankalaev? Maybe it depends on how Magomed Ankalaev and Smith plays out if one of those guys get a finish. But if that is, say that's a really boring fight. Say Magomed Ankalaev or Anthony Smith win that fight in really boring, dull fashion. And then Paul Craig goes out there, just uses that bare jujitsu to just like pull him to the ground and snap his arm within the first three minutes of the fight. I'd be like, give it to Craig. Give it to Paul Craig. So... Yeah, I don't know. There, there's a lot of potential permutations. If Yuri wins, I think that, you know, Yuri's such an exciting fighter. He could sort of fight anyone mm. and it'll be good fun. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But that's an interesting fight in itself. Yuri Prohaska, Glover Teixeira, because if Glover gets him down, I think Yuri's in big, big, big yeah, trouble. Yeah, mate. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. that but that'll be exciting. Glover, Paul Craig, Glover, and Kalaev. If them fights go to the ground, I think you're going to watch some really interesting shit unfold. And uh, and I'm 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 up for either of those. Um, we're talking about uh, Rakic's um, uh, uh, injury, that blowout. And you mentioned Santos. I know you talked about Thiago, but um, if we look at JDS at the weekend as well, another awful. Uh, I did you see that? I, I've seen a picture, but I've not seen like the actual. Oh. But it's his shoulder popped out, didn't it, or something? Yeah, Ugh. dislocated. It looked horrid, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, do you know? What? I'm, I've got to be honest. I'm not up to speed with Eagle and and, and what's going on over there. I should pay a bit more attention to it because. Um, do you think Eagle's the one that? When it was announced last year that there's this big organisation coming that's going to dominate the, the world of MMA, do you think that was Eagle? No, 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 no. Eagle was just Khabib taking over. Yeah, whatever yeah. Whatever it was. No, the thing that's like taking over, that's like a new thing that like, um, I don't know if it's got something to do with the World Series of Fighting League and stuff like that. Like, I saw, heard someone on Ariel Hawani recently talking about like they would have um, like effectively like teams to like either um, stables or um or whatever like teams like you're in this district you're in that district and they'd be fighting there so there'd be like a league table for teams but as well as having champions and stuff like that yeah in um in divisions um yeah i don't know i think the new um if that's that one um it had, I, I, you know, I, I can't remember. It was a while ago this guy was on Ariel Hawani. I don't know if he was like a former, like a former like accountant of like either like the UFC or someone else or whatever. And he's helped put together this organization that's got loads and loads of backing apparently. But I mean, it, that kind of stuff will take time. But no, Eagle FC is not that one. When we were hearing about this new organization that's going to come in and really give the UFC a run for its money and, and change, you know, the the pay revenue structures and all that kind of stuff that was an eagle FC. All oh, right, okay. Well, let's let's get back to um, the the Blahovich card. And uh, did, did you want to talk about uh, the Ryan Spam fight? Um, I, 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 for one, definitely would like to talk about um, the, uh, the the nicest guy in MMA, Davy Grant. 
That's um, all. I'm, yeah, I, I want to talk about David Grant. Fast becoming one of the um, most exciting fighters in the UFC, I think. 100%. Why did he not get a performance bonus? Like, even Bisping oh. said, that's got to be 50G. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they thought they'd given him too much. As if he had something like five performance bonuses in his last four fights. Like, prior to his like, it should have been. As I mean, every fight he's had, win, like, any fight he's lost, the Adrian Yanez, the Chito Vera, they've been fighter of the nights. He's put together an unbelievable performance, even though he's lost. And then his other fights, he's just knocking dudes out for fun. Mm. <clears throat> unbelievable. He, I, I hope he got one of those kind of like those locker room deals where they were like, we're going to take care of you, mate. Don't worry. You're still going to get a little, little bit of a, little bit of a paycheck extra bump here or whatever. Um, I like you, the fact you even had a little shifty look on your face when you said that then. <laughs> I'm just picturing like Dana just like as he's getting out of the shower, just like tucking like a couple of $50 bills inside his towel wrap around his waist, got, him sort of patting him on the arse and just going, well done, son. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works, I think. <laughs> Dana loves it. He's got so much money just tucked away in that towel. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, he was phenomenal. Lewis Smoker put up a good fight, but I mean, David Grant. Second was just round, I thought. Phenomenal. I thought Smoker looked amazing. Yeah, like yeah. somebody definitely sort of went, mate. You need to get going, and and I definitely thought he took the the, the second round, and I thought he looked really, really good. But David, got him leg kicks, man. Yeah, man. I mean, well, someone that didn't have a good night was Jake Hadley on his UFC debut. Um, mm. Former Cage Warriors champion. Got into the UFC through the Dana White Contender Series, and there was some controversy over that. From what I remember, he'd upset a few people, and I think that. Oh, okay, really? He I've missed, not heard any of this. Yes, in his Contender Series fight, he missed weight, and something happened where he'd upset someone. I don't know the ins and outs of it completely. But apparently, like Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby had apparently said, "Don't, don't give him a contract to Dana. Don't give him a contract. We don't want him." And Dana went, "No, I want to give him a contract." Um, so you kind of think, is there a situation here where he could have had a slightly more favourable matchup, but some of the people picking his fights were like, "No, nah, this kid pissed us off." Back on the contender cool. series, it, and they'll give him. It was apparent. Nascimento. Oh my life! Like, I mean, am I right in saying he had Oliveira in his corner, didn't he? He did, and in terms of the mentality of someone going into the UFC debut, particularly if they know uh, they've got here, and maybe people are slightly against them, to be like, okay, it's my UFC debut. That's nerve wracking enough. But then on top of that, in this guy's corner. Is the lightweight champion of the world who is really on an absolute tear at the moment. Mm. I think that's going to psychologically do something For, to former, you. Former, former lightweight. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, so I, I but, think uh, I think it could do a, a psychological number on you, all that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. But, he, but it he seemed was, like he was just second best on the ground, wasn't he? Oh, oh I just thought that, um, uh, is it is it pronounced Nascimento? Must yep. be. Alan, uh, I thought he looked incredible. And I yeah. did think at the end of the first round, God, Jake Hadley's got a baptism of fire in the UFC here. And I guess the cynical 
the cynical ones amongst us will think maybe that is as a result of if you upset the matchmakers, then, you know, ultimately they can make life very difficult for you. And I think that fight was not the kind of fight that you see a lot of other Cage Warriors fighters having in their debut. It feels a much more balanced and fair crack of the, uh, you know, at making your stamp when you move over to the UFC. This felt like they'd thrown him in with a, a, a killer. And I know he's, he's, I don't know, you know, man. he's 19 and 6, Nascimento. Reese McKee got Hamzat Shemayev. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. And then um, Jai Herbert's had a really tough run. Oh, as well, Jai he? Herbert, man, um, like so rough. Yeah, so, so rough. So, yeah, I, but, yeah I, 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 I thought he was a level above Jake Hadley, that, certainly that night. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, and I just thought. Yeah, that's a that's a rough start to your UFC career. It was, but Nascimento lost his UFC debut as well. So it's kind of like, look, if, if this guy's lost his debut, you've lost to him. It could be debut nerves. It could have been debut nerves for Nascimento, and we see him go on an, an awesome run now. I mean, that is the thing. On some ways you go, oh, well, this guy's had a loss. You've lost to him. Maybe things aren't going to go as well for you. But then you look at someone like Charles Oliveira, and you go Glover Teixeira. That, Glover Teixeira. Those guys have lost loads, and then all of a sudden they found that run of form. Something's clicked for them, and now they look relatively unbeatable. Well, particularly Oliveira yeah. at the moment. So yeah, so that it doesn't necessarily mean anything. I hope people don't read too much into it. But fingers crossed, he gets uh, another opportunity to, to shine and uh, and things go go more his way. Uh, the next Absolutely. time around. Absolutely. Is there anything else we we want to discuss? There's obviously there has been a Bellator card recently. We can come. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. I mean, the, the, obviously, Logan Storley versus Michael uh, Venom Page. Uh, for the interim, well, away, uh, strap. Oh, I, 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 I didn't enjoy the fight. Um, I thought it was boring. <clears throat> There's been a lot of controversy over the scoring of that. Um, it felt like 
yes, Logan would would take him down, but literally done nothing with that. And uh, and obviously MVP was way more dominant with the striking, which is obviously something we 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 know you're going to get uh, from an MVP fight. And yeah, I don't really know. I don't think you're going to get a rematch. Uh, I don't think it's going to do much for Logan Storley's um, stock. I think it's just again off the back of the Rose fight. Um, I think people were just like, oh, God, another boring like mm-hmm. headline fight. And <clears throat> and if you, you know, I guess if you're new to, to, to watching MMA and you see a, a highlight reel of Michael Venom Page and then you, you strap him for that, it's like, oh, yeah. where, where's, all the, where's all that fun stuff? But, yeah, I don't know where that leaves MVP. I really don't. Um, I don't think we're... We're ever going to see MVP in, in the UFC. Um, I know for for quite a long time there was sort of you know a lot of people were excited at the thought of of him moving over to the UFC. I, I don't personally. I'm not sure that's a good idea. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on MVP moving to the UFC? Um, I mean, I'd love to see it just to see some of the fun matchups. But again, I'd put him in fun fight. I'd go, oh, MVP's moving over to UFC. Give him his debut against Wonderboy Thompson. Let him fight a Michelle yeah. Pereira, like. Do stuff like that with him. And then yeah. if he gets a couple of highlight reel knockouts in the UFC and people are like, oh my God, did you see what he just did? Yeah, yeah. Then give him a Masvidal or give him mm. like, and then see if he can like, like I would book, I, for me, I would book fun fighters favorably because it's a business mm. and that's what you want to do. And then if they like, I want to go for the belt, then I'm like, yeah, well then all right. And if you want to go for the belt, you need to beat Colby Covington or you need to beat whatever. And um, and go from there. But um, I, I would like to see it because it'd be nice to go. How good is MVP really? Like because that's, the, that's the, the that's the question, isn't it? Yeah. Whenever someone's in Bellator doing really really well, you always go, "That's great and good for you." And I hope you're earning loads of money. And you know, if you're earning more money in Bellator, then stay there, provide for your families. That's great. But if you ever want us as fans to go. That guy was the real deal. Unfortunately, the way things are at the moment, you sort of do have to do it in the UFC. And that's why, yeah. you know, people talking about AJ McKee, we've mentioned this on the show before, before the second Pitbull fight, talking about AJ McKee is up there, top three with Holloway and Volkanovski, blah, blah, blah. It's like, is he though? If, if he came over to the UFC, could he beat an Arnold Allen or a Calvin Cater? Maybe he could. And, and maybe he could beat a Max Holloway. I, I don't know. From that second pit bull fight, I don't, I don't believe that's true, but I don't. We just have to wait and see. Um, One of the other fights, I want to talk about a couple more fights on there. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk about the the co-main, um, which was uh, Fabian Edwards, um, who I believe was coming off a loss, wasn't he? Um, was it against Austin Vanderford? Yeah, and uh, who just fought for the belt as well? I mean, lost. Yeah, quite, yeah, and lost quite yeah. easily, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Fabian fought one of my favourite fighters of all time uh, in uh, Leota Machida. Um, absolutely, um, just a legend, and and I love I love his fight style. But that fight style, I mean, taking nothing away from Fabian Edwards, um, he he looked incredible. Machida is, you know, I think it's fair to say he's not the the killer he was many years ago. Um, but it's a great name, uh, you know, for, for Fabian to have on his record. And, you know, hopefully it'll take, because he'd done it in style, um, the, the, the elbow that started uh, the end of that 
that that sort of barrage of shots was spectacular, uh, and then just yeah went straight in and and and, and finished uh, in, in in style. So it's a great highlight reel um, addition for for Fabian, and, and and hopefully we can see him continue to to, to scour or or even you know consider moving where his brother is and uh, and, and joining the UFC. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and the only other fight that I want to talk about on that card um, was the farewell fight for um, Paul Daly. And, uh, and there's always going to be questions about what could Paul Daly have done had he not been thrown out the UFC. Um, And to be honest, I'd like to have seen it, but there's also a lot of joy I get from seeing him smash Josh Koscheck in his um, fucking prick face uh, <laughs> in between rounds um, because everybody wanted to do it. You know, everybody had been poked in the eye by Josh Koscheck. So uh, it was nice that someone just stuck one on him and, and gave him a dirty shot. Unfortunately, the UFC <laughs> thought otherwise and, uh, and, and removed him from the organization. But um, he's, uh, he's never in a boring fight, Paul Daly. And, you know he's he's obviously reached the the end of his career and uh, and and took a fight against uh Wendell Giacomo and uh got to be honest um first round Giacomo I thought looked quite looked the better fighter and uh but then uh, Daly got the stoppage and and then a really solid uh, exciting finish as well and a perfect way to to end a, a, a brilliant career for, I guess, one of the real tra- trailblazers of, of UK MMA. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, enjoy your retirement, Paul Daly. You've uh, you've definitely earned it and uh, been a key figure in the evolution of MMA uh, in the UK. Yeah, I mean, I'm just flicking through his record now. I mean, there's so many big names <laughs> that he's fought. I mean, not always one, but he's got a win over Jorge Masvidal. Um, he's got he's fought Jake Shields obviously that huge fight against Nick Diaz mm-hmm. Josh Koscheck, uh Tyron Woodley uh, yeah it's just obviously MVP Douglas Lima Rory McDonald John Fitch crazy and then up until really I mean it still was was not long ago on a free fight win streak in Bellator after losing to Michael Page. The Sabaha Massey fight was one of the best fights ever. That mm. was an unbelievable fight. So back and forth it was phenomenal. And it seems like a lot of his losses, most of the time, have come to uh, to grapplers. You know, he's just someone that 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 was just a little gap in his in his arsenal. Um, He's lost to a lot of a lot of grapplers that hold him down, and that would have been such a shame and really bad um, uh, matchmaking on Bellator's part. When you've got a guy like Paul Daly going out on his retirement fight, and you've booked him against someone that's just grappling him, no, give him someone that's just going to stand and bang him and give him that crazy yeah. finish. Luckily, Paul Daly flipped the script and was able to get. That that knockout after basically being dominated for nine minutes or nine and a half minutes or whatever it was, he seemed to be completely dominated on the ground in the grappling exchanges, but then somehow got to his feet and just smashed. Um, yeah, and and that's the way Paul Daly. That's what we want to see from Paul Daly. I think he's already 100%. come out with something being like, "Oh, that, maybe that wasn't my last fight." <laughs> oh, fuck off! Really? 
I think so. I uh, I overheard. Sorry, I haven't seen it directly. I'm getting secondhand information here. But I think someone no. someone was saying that he put something out, being like, "Well, mate, you never know. Maybe, maybe I'll be back." <laughs> so, uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Just just as we start to sort of wrap things up now, um, I'm just we, we, one of the announcements this week. Um, UFC is coming to Paris. Uh, I got quite excited about that. Sent you a little message saying, we surely we jump on a Eurostar to that. Um, I mean, that's got to be, I'm imagining Garn versus Tuivasa, maybe? Yes, I believe so. Garn versus Tuivasa <coughs> is meant to be like, I wouldn't be, who's that middleweight who, um, Imodov, Imodayev, uh, I'm getting a little confused. But there's a middleweight that I would imagine be on that card, French guy mm-hmm. that's really very, very good. Um, and I think there's a few French fighters. Manon Furo is someone that could be on that card as well. So, But I also think it's so close to the UK. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we get a few UK guys. What obviously might scupper that a little bit, but not too much. It shouldn't cause too much. Is things like Brexit, whereas previously... You wouldn't have had sure. to bat an eyelid. You just go over to Paris. Now they will need a visa to to, mm. to go over there, and you never know with some fighters, whatever their histories. Sometimes yeah. getting work visas aren't always the easiest for these people. They're not going on holiday; they're going to work, and there'll be probably bigger checks into their uh, criminal records and other histories and all those kinds of things. But it shouldn't be too big a problem for the UFC. They can move mountains, I'm sure. But um, but yeah, but that should should be a really a really good fun one, and hopefully there'll be a lot of Brits on that card. Although, absolutely, you know, they they would have only fought two months prior at the um, well less because it's early September, isn't it? It's like September third yeah. or something. So about six weeks prior, we would have had UFC London again. So hopefully there'll be uh, someone uh, on the card though. Just uh, uh, one other thing that I did want to mention, uh, which was I know we're doing a little sort of rattle off of, of, of recent news in the world of MMA. <clears throat> Jack Shaw, Ricky Simon. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah, I mean, again, well, I say yes, please. I don't know. I would have liked to have seen Jack fight someone else, I think. But I think that's just me being a fan of both these guys, but obviously more so of Jack's. It's a good mm. fight. I'm trying to think, where's Simone ranked? Um, Ricky Simone is ranked... 13th and Jack Shaw is now 14th um so yeah no yeah no Jack Jack Shaw's 14th Ricky Simone is 12th so yeah I mean I think I would have liked Jack Shaw to fight like a Frankie Edgar get a bigger name on his record something like that Pedro Munoz is taking on Sean O'Malley soon so that's obviously happening already this is just a really tough fight but it's a step up if Jack Shaw beats Ricky Simone because I think Simone's got power and good wrestling. If Jack Shaw beats Ricky Simone, you, you've got to start sticking him, giving him matches like further up the rankings. I, yeah. I, I think, and really start pushing him as someone that this guy could be something special. But um, yeah. as we know with the UFC, Jack Shaw's not massively outspoken. His fight style isn't some kind of electric fight style. It's, it's a good fight style. He's a winner. He will bite down in his mouthpiece like he did with Value Ever uh, or Value Ever uh, at times. But um, yeah, the UFC are looking favorably at those people like your Sean O'Malley's and people like that, and that's just what's happening. But that bantamweight division is it, to get ranked in there. Even is a big achievement, I think. Mm. 
and we'll see where Jack goes. I, I, I think his ceiling's really high, and I think he could do really brilliant things. But, I mean, you just run down the list. Sterling, Jan, Dillashaw, Aldo, Sandhagen, Marlon Vera, Divashvili, Rob Font, Dominic Cruz, Song Yadong, Pedro Munoz, Frankie Edgar, Ricky Simone, Sean O'Malley, Jack Shaw. Jesus Fucking Christ. Hell. Jesus Christ <laughs> on a bike. That is un- oh, dear. unbelievable. What a division. Yeah. That is That's arguably the most terrifying division right now. Oh, I mean, everyone goes on about how amazing the lightweight division is, which is true, but I think you can look at some of the lightweight division and go, oh, that's more name over what is at, mm. they can actually do right now. Um, and then you look at featherweight as well. Featherweight is pretty phenomenal, but bantamweight, all of those names are scary. Yeah. <laughs> Every single yeah. one of them, except maybe Frankie Edgar. Uh, God bless him now. But what a name Gosh. to have in there. Um, but yeah, God. Well, good luck to Jack Shaw in that fight. I think that's happening the week before the London card as well. It's it is, yeah. Well, I don't know why it's mm. not on the London card. Maybe Ricky Simone couldn't get over. Or I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe Ricky Simone was like, I'm not giving this guy hometown advantage. <clears> and Jack's <throat> quite happy to do whatever. I don't yeah. know. But um, but that's an interesting one. And best of luck to Jack. We'll be Maybe we'll reach out to Jack to have a quick chat or something like definitely, that. Definitely. Um, definitely. We are working on getting some some good chats for you guys uh, with with all those top fighters. Uh, we've got one hopefully in the works very very soon. But it's tricky. We're busy. Stu's got problems with his Virgin Media box. He can't even watch TV at the moment. First world problems, mate. First, First world, problems. world problems. I'm I'm getting told I'm done with the dancing, and then they they pull me back in. You know, <laughs> I think I'm out, and then they pull me back in to the dance world. Uh, you know. So, um, yeah, we'll have to just be, see what we can do for you. But they are going to be there. They're coming. They're just uh, we're a bit slow off the ground. But it's nice having these little catch-up chats and chatting about current affairs of MMA. Definitely. Definitely. And also, like I say, if you ever got any questions, um, always fire them into us. Um, hit up. Um, yeah, go in. Um, uh, uh, yeah, go in like uh, Masvidal style, straight into the DMs, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, send us some send us some questions and stuff like that. Because um, yeah, we, we really enjoyed doing the, the listener questions episode, and and even if we've uh, you know we've got a few questions that are, that are thrown in your way, we can always throw them on the end of episodes like this, or you know, or such. So um, yeah, always stay in touch. Um, give us a like, a love, a share, a retweet on the socials. Uh, subscribe, that's always good. Um, those of you that listen on Acast, uh, notice that the Acast app is no more as of this week. Acast focusing more on other elements of their thing. So um, if all of a sudden these episodes you've subscribed on Acast, then um, yeah, go subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform you get your podcasts via. We're back next time, Mr. Harrison. We are back next time, but before we go this weekend, you've got Alexander Volkov versus Jarzinho Rosenstrike. I'm surprised Volkov's coming back so quick, but there you go. And then the co-main event is Danny Gay versus Mobsar Evloev. Evloev is undefeated, 15-0 featherweight, and looking very, very good. So check that one out on Saturday, and maybe we'll, uh, we'll, maybe afterwards we'll have a little chat about that. Hopefully, big telly works. <laughs>